Hello, welcome to this episode of Hope Stream FM Weekly Bible Study Review. My name is Pastor Solomon Odinyabuchi Okono. The topic of this week's lesson is Christ's victory over death. The memory test is Revelation 1, verses 17 to 18. When I saw him, I fell down at his feet like a dead man. He put his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the one who lives. I was dead, but look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys to death and to the place of the dead. Please pray with me. Almighty Father, thank you for extending your grace again to us. Thank you for offering us another opportunity to study your word. Thank you, Father, for what you are set to accomplish in the life of this your child through this lesson today. Bless us again with your word. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. One of the most central themes in Christianity is the theme of resurrection, especially the resurrection of Jesus. Without it, a Christian faith would have been in vain. Paul captures this fact powerfully when he wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 16 to 18. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then also, those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. He wrote further in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2, that all he loves to study was the resurrection of Jesus. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. The resurrection of Jesus is good news. But perhaps the greatest news is that our resurrection is tied to the resurrection of Jesus. And that because Jesus resurrected from the dead, all believers who die before the second coming of Jesus will one day also be resurrected. This week, we will look at Christ's resurrection and all the convincing evidences he gave us to believe in it. A sealed tomb, Matthew 27, verses 62 to 64. On the next day, which followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered together to Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember while he was alive. How that deceiver said, After three days I will rise. Therefore they said to Pilate, Command that the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest this, his disciples come by night and steal him away, and say to the people, He has risen from the dead, so that the last deception will be worse than the first. Religious leaders during the days of Jesus, plotted to stop him from resurrecting. But those actions and human plots provided the world later on with more evidences for the resurrection of Jesus. The story of these plots and of how Satan strove so hard to stop Jesus from resurrecting began to circulate even before and in the presence of those who perpetuated these actions. 
Later on, even secular historians such as first-century Jewish historian Flavius Josephus began to write about the reality of the event. Interestingly, nowhere is it recorded that any of those men, nor any other person who lived in the ancient world, countered those stories. What a strong evidence that Jesus actually resurrected. He is risen. Matthew 28, verses 5 to 6. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. Before Jesus died, he claimed that he would lay down his life and pick it up after three days. Once, while he was ministering in Samaria, Jesus stated that he himself had power to lay down his life and to take it up. John chapter 10, verses 17 to 18. In John eleven twenty five, he said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. And other Bible passages speak vividly of Jesus' resurrection as an act of God. Acts 2, 24, Romans 8, 11, Galatians 1, verse 1, and Hebrews 13, verse 20. And we read in Matthew 28, verses 1 to 2, that a mighty angel of the Lord was involved in that glorious event. Interestingly, we find in this account the idea that the guards who watched over Jesus' tomb witnessed the resurrection. The Bible records that an angel came down from heaven, moved the stone, sat on it, and the guards fainted. Jesus rose, left an empty tomb, and secured eternal victory for us. Ellen G. White wrote in The Desire of Ages, page 782, that the victory of Christ over Satan and his evil powers was secured on the cross and confirmed by the empty tomb. This account, too, was not countered by anyone who lived during the first century AD. Instead, the religious leaders gave a large sum of money to the soldiers to conceal the resurrection of Jesus. Matthew 28, verse 12. Another great evidence that Jesus actually resurrected. Many rose with him. Matthew 27, verses 51 to 53. Then, behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Matthew 27, 51-53 reveals that there were many who rose from death on the day that Jesus died. Matthew 27, 52-55. This text describes the incredible things that happened the moment Jesus died. An earthquake the earth shaking, rocks splitting, and tombs breaking open bodies of many holy people who had died came out of their tombs. So the resurrection of Jesus provided many powerful and overwhelming evidences that were enough to break the unbelief of the Jewish people and priests who hated and antagonized Jesus' ministry. But their unbelief blocked their minds. How could these people have been surprised about the resurrection of Jesus? 
E.G. White wrote in the Desert of Ages, page 786, that during his earthly ministry, Jesus had raised the dead to life. He had raised the son of the widow of Nain, the ruler's daughter, and Lazarus. But these were not clothed with immortality. After they were raised, they were still subject to death. But those who came forth from the grave at Christ's death were raised to everlasting life. They ascended with him as trophies of his victory over death and over the grave. These went into the city and appeared unto many, declaring, Christ has risen from the dead, and we be risen with him. This is good news, because in this same manner, we too will one day be Christ's final trophies over death. Hallelujah. Witnesses of the risen Christ. The resurrection of Jesus was not a hidden event. There were many witnesses, both in the Bible and in extra-biblical sources. First, the two angels at the tomb, Matthew 28, verse 1. Then Peter, Luke 24, verse 34. And First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 5. Then the two disciples on their way to Emmaus, Mark 16, verse 12, and Luke 24, 13 to 35. Then the disciples in the upper room, Luke 24, 33 to 49, and John 20, 19 to 23. During the 40 days between his resurrection and his ascension, Jesus was seen by over 500 brethren at once. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 6. And by James, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 7. Then he joined some disciples at the shore of the Sea of Galilee and had breakfast with them. Paul also considered himself an eyewitness to the risen Christ who appeared to him on the road to Damascus. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 8. A week later, Jesus appeared to the disciples. Now, with Thomas present, Jesus said to him, Reach your finger here and look at my hands, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas confessed, My Lord and my God. John chapter 20, verse 29. You too can have an encounter with the risen Jesus. Why not ask him now to reveal himself to you as he did to those who saw him physically and to Paul who had a special encounter with him. The first fruits of those who have died. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 20 But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. In this text, Paul referred to the risen Christ as the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. The offering of the first fruit was an ancient Israelite agricultural practice with deep religious significance. It was a sacred recognition of God as a gracious provider who gave his steward the land to grow their crops. Exodus 23 verse 19. So Paul used a metaphor from agriculture to indicate that we will be like Christ when God resurrects us. Although Jesus came out of the grave with a glorified human body, but he still carried the marks of his crucifixion. John 20, verses 20 to 27. This may raise a lot of questions. Will saints be resurrected with scars of their sufferings? 
LNG White wrote in the Story of Redemption, page 275, that until he died, Paul carried in his body the marks of Christ's glory in his eyes, which had been blinded by the heavenly light. But this does not mean that he or any other of the glorified redeemer, redeemed will be raised with the marks of their own sufferings in case of their own sufferings. In case of Christ, the marks of their cruelty he will bear forever. Christ will forever bear the scars of his crucifixion. What does this reveal about God's love for us? And what it costs to save us? How does it show to how much the Godhead has invested in saving you? In conclusion, Christ bears the mark of crucifixion for you and I. With this mark, he purchased our freedom forever. Accept it today and be saved eternally. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, King of kings and Lord of lords, the power of death and life are in your hands. Teach us, Father, to understand the mystery of death and of eternal life. Teach us, Father, how to be beneficiaries of the death of Jesus for us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For questions, contributions, and prayers, you may reach me on WhatsApp on plus 234-903-789-1680. God bless you.